Agape Church and friends, welcome into the Building Up podcast. This is episode number 119. I'm David. As always, I'm very thankful that you guys are taking time to be with us today. And uh, it's a little bit different on the podcast. I'm really excited about it. But in the room with me today, Kevin Small, who's one of our ministers at Agape, uh, specifically leading our men's ministry. And he's also hosted several of the Building Up podcast in the past. Kevin, thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, we are we're doing something a little bit different. So September of 2022, uh, we're getting ready to move into a new sermon series on the parables of Jesus. And Lord willing, this is going to take us through the end of the year. And we're just going to be looking at what, not look at all of them, but look at many of the parables of Jesus. And and usually when you start a new sermon series, you have an introduction um, sermon or at least a, a message where you spend some time kind of introducing the series and. Uh, but we're we're really going to jump right into this um, on the first Sunday and with the parable of the the sower or the parable of the soils and and so we decided to try to do something a little bit different and actually do the introduction through this podcast and uh, Kevin has uh, spent a lot of time in in just kind of studying for this series and and really thinking about it he's going to be teaching a, a few messages out of it himself and um, and he's he studied a lot of the parables so I thought it'd be great to you know, pull him in with us and, and just want to talk about a few things to for, for those of you who are joining with us during the series to really be look on the lookout for and, and just some um, some information that would help prepare you to learn in this series. And if you do listen to this podcast outside of Agape, hopefully this would be something that would help you in your own study of the parables. So, um, I mean, Kevin, how would as far as parables go, I guess if I was going to describe them, I would say they're like modern day stories um, that 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 are teaching a meaning? Is that how you would, is that how you would describe them? I would. And I think you know, people, even if they're not familiar with uh, the biblical parables, you know, they'd be familiar with, you know, the story of the, the grasshopper and the ant mm. or, you know, the Aesop fables kind of things. So it's just, it's a, a story that can tell uh, a concept or a truth in a, in a way that helps us connect to it. So I asked you this question when, when you and I met last week and we were just going over this series, but the, I, I think I just walked in the room. Um, I was late, Ed, which is not going to surprise anyone, but I walked in the room and I, I just literally just said, hey, why did Jesus speak in parables? And, and it was so funny because you just immediately started, <laughs> started uh, you know, giving an answer. But, but I want to I kind of start there today. Jesus teaches a lot in parables. Uh, how many did we did you number in just the ones you put down? Oh, this um, was like 31. 30, 30 31. Yeah. We won't, you know, obviously we're going to get through all those in this series, but um, that's just the ones that's recorded. And if you consider that the Bible tells us if, if everything Jesus taught was written down, all the books in the world wouldn't be able to hold it. So we assume he probably taught in parables more than than is even recorded. But uh, why do you think that is? Why do you think Jesus chose to uh, to speak in parables when he was teaching his disciples or teaching crowds? I think it's all about connection, connecting with an idea. I, you go back to the Old Testament when Nathan confronted David. He could have easily come in there and just rebuked him right off the bat. But what he did is he tells the story about the man who had a, one lamb and the rich person who had uh, several lambs who took his and and he evoked uh, a response from David, and then he was able to make that connection. You know that injustice you are experiencing right now, that's the way God feels about what you've done. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, you are that man. And so I think, I think it's a way 
for us to connect, let our guard down a little bit. But also, I think even if you look at it from a practical standpoint, like I'm a computer developer by trade. And when I learn something new, if somebody can say, hey, this concept is like this concept you already know. And I think that's the other thing that that God was doing is like, you understand marriage. Marriage is what a lot of the imagery of, of, you know, the kingdom coming is. And so it's a great way to say, you might not understand this concept if I just try to explain it outright, but this is something you do understand. Let me tell you how it's like that. And I think it's interesting when you're talking about that, because if you think about how Jesus, those stories that he told, I mean, I, I do still feel like we can connect to him today. There are, there are certain things that were probably in that culture when he was telling the stories that they nuances that they picked up on that, that maybe we might have to dig around a little bit to really understand it. Um, but for the most part, I mean, the, the stories they told, like it, they're even the agricultural ones. I mean, I don't know about you, but I mean, I don't plant anything. I don't, you know, I, I'm always joking about, you know, just if it's green, I'll try to spray it with weed killer so I'll have to cut it later. But I know that guys that do uh, some farming and things that there's nuances to those stories and the agricultural examples that they pick up on that maybe I wouldn't right away. But it's still easily to, you know, you still easily connect to it. You understand the concepts. And so, I mean, the timeless truths that he taught, um, I think, are something that we can still get today. And it's interesting, too, when you were talking about I know you've you've went back in our private conversations about the the way that Nathan approached David. Uh, and you've mentioned that several times that really resonated with you. It made me think, though, about when Jesus would be teaching or telling parables and some of the Pharisees or the Sadducees would hear him. And they it, the Bible would say they knew he was talking about them or he was alluding to them in that story. And it would bring out of them anger. So it was a different kind of emotion, but it was obviously what Jesus was trying to do because he was pointing out there the way they were misleading the people. So it's just another example of how the parables can pull emotion out of us, can hit us in the heart, so to speak. What about, what do you think about parables? Because there was many times, we discussed this a little bit when we were meeting, but there's many times where, you know, Jesus kind of seems to allude to the fact that the meaning of the parable might be hidden from some people or another. What, what did you take out of that, either about what that means or, or, or how that works itself into our lives today if we were to read a parable and not in, immediately get the meaning of it? Yeah, I think I think it's it really alludes itself to number one. I mean, you just may not be ready for for that truth. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, you know, the, the the Bible tells us that we look through, you know, a glass darkly. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think one thing we've got and this is true for all scripture, not just the parables, but we need to approach these prayerfully. I mean, we need to yeah. ask the Holy Spirit to reveal. I mean, that's that's exactly what we see the disciples do sometimes. Yeah. They'll they'll ask questions like. Okay, Jesus, was that parable for everybody or was that for us? Or they'll say, you know, Jesus, we kind of didn't get that parable. Can you explain it to us? Yeah. And so I think that's a model we can follow is as we're and like so this I think applies to all all of the word, but we need to we need to approach parables prayerfully. And I love the fact that for us, uh, you know, as we're moving into this series, we're moving out of this series on prayer. And I was thinking about how Jesus tells us to earnestly pray, ask, seek, knock. Those who ask will receive. Those who seek will find. Those who knock, the door will be answered. And so I, I think that, you know, one, I think we'd be careful to not assume that we that we understand the parable in its entirety. Uh, just like you said, apply that to all of Scripture. There's depth of truth to be mined out of every part of Scripture, and certainly the parables is part of that. 
So don't just assume, even though you've heard this parable, like prodigal of the son. I say that right. The prodigal son, not the, the prodigal, prodigal of the son. son. Now, the prodigal son. I mean, you know, probably familiar with that. I mean, everybody's maybe heard that your whole life if you've been in church. It's easy to assume, oh, yeah, I know that one. There's nothing really to, new to learn from it. I think, to your point, we approach all of Scripture this way, but in the parables, we should ask God, show me what this means. Help me to understand it. Help me to see it with new eyes, hear it with new ears, and learn the meaning of it. I, I think it's interesting to even think about the stories that Jesus told because, I mean, we don't really know. I mean, maybe these are events that actually happen, and he's just recounting them and using them as a teaching point. Maybe it's something that he's really using as an illustration, like consider if this were to happen, or maybe it's things that, that had happened, he had, even he had heard of, or, you know, of course he was God, he was aware of everything, but you know what I mean, um, that, that he then conformed to tell a story to learn. But, you know, in doing that, he's expressing something and he wants us to learn through that story. And so, you know, we can we can do that if we pray. So I, I think approaching it in prayer is extremely important. And stories are, you mentioned this last week, but stories are powerful. And, you know, there's a way in which we connect with them and we remember them. You know, something else that we probably need to be careful of. And again, this applies to all scripture. Um, you know, nobody comes to scripture empty handed. Mm. You know, but I think even specifically with parables, take the parable of the prodigal son, as you shared it, you know, somebody who has had a child who was a prodigal, mm. they're going to they're going to read that one way. Somebody who has spent time in their life wandering is going to read it one way. Oh, that's good. And then you know, somebody who's just like, you know, my my little brother got away with everything and I didn't get away with nothing. They're going to read it another way. Yeah. So we've got it. I think with the parables, even even more so than just in general, we've got to be careful that we don't make these stories about us. Yes, yeah. we don't we don't bring our preconceived notions to it. There's an application for us. Yes, there, there's a meaning there, and and depending on where we find ourselves or our life story, um, or even the season we're in, there may be. I mean, it's interesting that you said that, but I mean, you know, it it may be that uh, at some point in your life you hear the the story of the prodigal, and you are, you're the family member of, of a prodigal, or you're dealing with your with your own child that's this wayward. But there may be another part of your life, another season in your life where you're someone different in that story. So, um, and that, that's kind of go, go back to, uh, I, I think the depth of, of meaning and understanding in these parables is probably, you know, beyond what we would ever be able to completely exhaust in our, in our lifetime. I, we were talking about this a little bit before the podcast, but I just wanted to mention it. I, I don't think parables, we, we keep in mind what they're for. So they're a story Jesus is telling. They have a meaning behind them. We want to really try to pray and seek what that meaning is for our lives, for how we interact with other people, for our church. I, I, I think we have to be careful about building doctrine on parables, although it's not that we don't learn truths from them. We certainly do. But I do think because they're illustrating truths that uh, they're not the same as a New Testament letter that is uh, gives you an introduction, gives you a close, and in between, it's here's the doctrinal foundation we want you to have, or here's what we're wanting you to to learn theologically. And and I mentioned I mentioned one, and and I think you may have an example as well. I mentioned the parable of the wedding banquet in Matthew 22, and and there you see this. Um, you know, Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sends his servants to go and and get the people that have been invited. 
Uh, the people don't. The people don't come. The king has prepared the feast. It's ready, but the people that um, that are invited, they don't come. Some of them even mistreat the servants. And so the king hears about this, and then he just tells his servants, "Okay, well, go to the street corners, invite to the banquet anyone you can find." Um, and so the servants go out. They gather all the people they can. They bring them in, the bad as well as the good. And then it says the wedding hall is filled with guests. The king comes in and. He's looking over all the guests and the wedding, uh, the wedding banquet, and he sees someone who is not wearing wedding clothes. Like in that day, would have been the garb that you would wear to a wedding feast, and and basically says, "You don't belong here," and and he is removed from the wedding banquet. And, and I think that there's uh, definitely at least part of that parable. There's a meaning of us as believers being clothed appropriately, and and I think. Later in the New Testament, it would be we're clothed with the clothed with the righteousness of Christ. That's the wedding garb that we are to have. But I don't think we would want to build a theology or a doctrine that there's going to be this moment where we all get to heaven, we're all at the table, we're all ready, and and Jesus walks in and then he looks around and he starts going, Oh, wait, look, you don't belong here, you don't belong here, how'd you get in here? Like I think that would be a bad theological approach to the parable. I don't think that's the point that he was making. You had an example as well, I think. Yeah, I think I think a similar thing you see with the parable of the shrewd manager where his boss is going to fire him. And so he quickly wants to uh, make friends. So he starts going through his boss's books and says to the one guy, you owe, you know, 100, uh, you owe us 100, you know, whatever's. And he says, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're just going to market to where you only owe us 80. Yeah. And, you know, you owe us 75, I'm going to market to where you only owe 50. Mm-hmm. And... You know, there is a message there about being shrewd, but we would not walk away with the theology of going, hey, if your boss is about to fire you, you know, at his expense, make other yeah, friends. Here, here, yeah, here's what you do. Uh, and, and really, it's the, it's the same thing that we learn in the Old Testament is, what is it, Isaac? It was, no, it's not Isaac. It's Jacob. Jacob mm-hmm. has four wives. Well, mm-hmm. two wives and two concubines. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't make a whole theology and go, well, yeah. just because Jacob did that. Yeah. We don't do that. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, I think it, it's the same principle. It's actually. a narrative, and 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 yeah, that's, that actually is a great. You know, people. I think people say that all the time. I know this is not the point of what we're talking about. People say all the time, "Look, all these guys in the Old Testament have multiple wives." Well, there's a narrative there where they're. You know, it doesn't mean God approved of that. It's just there's a there's a narrative of here's what they did. Most of the time, it didn't work out very well either. It did not. Uh, Proverbs. We went through Proverbs earlier this year. Again, same thing. Like understanding that genre of it's it's the that genre of literature. It is the Bible. It is authoritative. It is without error. But you also learn what's meant. These proverbs are to teach you the general way that you apply God's word and do so in a wise way. But they're not meant to be individual promises necessarily, or even commands, um, all those, there are promises and commands in there, but, you know, they are to generally teach wise principles. And so you have to keep that in mind because some people have stumbled over some of the Proverbs and be like, well, this, you know, the, the one about raising our kids is one that a lot of people come back to. If you teach your children the way they should go when they're older, they're not, will turn from, they won't turn from it. I think the general principle there is we should teach our children about God in some sense, they won't be able to get away from that when they're older, but it's not a promise of salvation within the Proverbs. So we, it's, it's important to understand what the, the different genres of, of how the Bible approaches poetry or narratives or, in this case, these stories and these parables. 
do you remember why you came to me? And this was, you, you're the one who brought and said, we should consider doing the parables. Do you remember that conversation uh, at all? I think I was linking it to, to the, the whole You Proverbs did. You, yeah, yeah. And it, you left it, uh, you linked it to the Proverbs and, and, and you talked about how, you know, we've studied Proverbs for several months and talked about pursuing the wisdom of God. And within these parables, I think that was your thought, was in these parables, here's Jesus teaching um, wisdom, uh, teaching almost a wisdom type literature, but a narrative, a story in order for us to learn how to, to wisely uh, live. Yeah, and I would even take a, a step back. Earlier, you made the comment about how you know, we're going from prayer into this parable discussion, but it just hit me if you take that step back to Proverbs. I mean, we mm. discussed wisdom. And with that foundation, then we're talking about prayer, and now we're talking about now we're going to be trying to delve wisdom in a prayerful way. And so yeah. it's one of those things where, you know, when the Lord laid on your heart to do Proverbs, you probably had no thought that we were going to do prayer and then yeah. parables. Yeah. And it's just it's it always amazes me how I feel like God has lined these up yeah. to where they're definitely. Yeah. Yeah. The Lord, the Lord has definitely directed that. We knew we wanted to talk about prayer this year, but we didn't, we didn't know what that would look like. So, yeah, a- absolutely. All right, so let's wrap up with this. What should people look for in these parables? As, as we're going through this series, so every week we'll be looking at, at you know one of the parables, uh, like I said, probably through the end of the year, excited about that to, to learn you know from them and, and to try to glean the meaning and the wisdom out of them as Jesus was teaching, um, connect to them and connect to Christ through them. But what are some things you would you would say you know, to Agape that is getting ready to listen to this uh, sermon series or even someone outside the church who's studying the parables? What are some things we should look for um, that may be, uh, well, just to, just to get ready to study them? What, what are some things we should look for? One thing, you know, we live in a society right now where you've got a, a group of people who say facts don't care about your feelings and other group of people say feelings don't care about your facts. Mm. But we see in the Proverbs where God is connecting eternal truths mm. with emotional stories. Mm. And so it's interesting to Proverbs watch. Proverbs or parables? Uh, I'm sorry, parables. <laughs> I apologize. Or maybe both. But, uh, or maybe both. Parables. But, but in parables, we see God saying, I'm going to take this timeless truth yeah. and I'm going to connect it to a story I think is going to resonate with you. Yeah. And it's just interesting to see how God makes that effort. I mean, he could have just sat there and lectured everybody. Mm. But he was like, I want to take a concept that means something to you. You know, maybe it's your livelihood of of farming or maybe it's Mm. a lost son or a, you know, a son who, you know, you have the the story of the son who said he was going to do what the father wanted him to Mm -hmm. and didn't. And then you had the son who said he wasn't going to do what the father did, and mm. and then he did do it. And then Jesus asked the question, "Who actually followed his father?" And I, I just I just think that's an, an interesting connection that he doesn't just expect you to be lectured to, but he also doesn't just give you a feel good story that has no meaning. That is that is you know even as you were talking, I was just thinking about how amazing you know that is that gospel truth. I mean God God comes to His people. God comes to us. You know, that's uh, Jesus descended from heaven and he, he met us where we are. And, and yeah, like you said, he, he, he taught in a way that really he wanted to connect with people and wanted to help them to understand. Like, and he met them where they were. So, I mean, he could have done this in any way that he chose. But like you said, he, he would tell stories, he'd do so in a way that would get to their heart and, and not to draw out of them, like just to make them cry or something, not just to, to get the emotional but ultimately to try to impact their heart. Um, and he's still doing the same with us today. 
And I think it's something we can emulate. Like we, when we go out and quote evangelize, we don't just need to mm. lecture people with yeah. the four spiritual truths or the Roman road. Yeah. But we have an opportunity to, especially as we are witnessing the people we're in a relationship with, we should we should make the effort to try to connect the truth we're trying to share with with where they're at. You're yeah. not watering anything down. Yeah, yeah. But we don't need to just go out there and lecture people. Yeah, that's really good. I, I would also say, uh, and we talked about this, you and I did a little bit when we met, but, you know, beware uh, or not beware, but be aware of the context. You know, who who was the audience that he was talking to at that moment? Uh, maybe what had just happened in the gospel narrative or was about to happen that he was preparing the disciples for. Those things, kind of the context of that moment and who he was teaching to that audience that that he was intending the parable for, that's all very important to look for in in the Gospels. And and maybe even what are some parables that he had told before then Mm -hmm. that perhaps this parable is related to or building off of. So I think those are things to look for as well. I'm pretty excited about it. I always get, you know, I'm always um, uh, just excited for a new series and uh, it's the first time I've taught through, you know, the parables of Christ. I mean, we've done this where we've went through a gospel uh, book before, but this is the first time just trying to really look at the parables. I know that you've done a lot of study on them, and, and you've gotten a lot out of doing that. So prayerfully, it will be something that will be great for us as a church, and I uh, hope everybody will really in, engage in it um, as much as you can. Any other thoughts for you? Well, fun trivia. We won't be mentioning anything in the book of John. Because ironically, the book of John—well, not ironically, but just— <laughs> Actually, the book of John doesn't record any parables. How about that? Yeah. Uh, John, um, yeah, his gospel was a bit, uh, he, he wrote for a bit different reason, different purpose. Actually, that's one of the ones that we went through. We've, I think that's the one that as I was finishing, as I was um, back in 2018, uh, confirmed as the pastor here, that was the book we were in that we finished up. But you're right. There were no parables in that series. Maybe I haven't taught as many as I thought I had. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for coming in today, and and uh, I hope we can do more of these. I'm, I I think these kind of podcasts and and just getting some more guys involved in them. I'm excited about maybe being able to do that in the future. Thank you for joining us, and uh, look forward to the next podcast. Until then, uh, thank you guys for listening. Grace and peace to your families. Thank you for listening to the Building Up Podcast, a ministry of Agape Church in Pinson, Alabama. If you have a question about today's podcast or would like to suggest a topic for the future, please email us, buildingup at agapepinson.com. To subscribe to this podcast, simply search for Building Up from Agape Church in your favorite podcast app. so fierce, Son, I'm giving you victory. I can hear.